Good morning. It is time to get up with Dak. He clapped back after all the whack flag. But does his team lack the attack needed to emerge from the pack? Meanwhile, the truth hurts. And so does the quarterback's shoulder. Why you should be very concerned about Jalen on Saturday night. And then, two superstars. Two very different situations. But one thing in common. Why both Aaron and Lamar look headed to new teams this offseason. Oh, we've got a lot to do today, people, and we are ready to go on this Wednesday. Let's go! D. Wood and Kmart and Dominique and Chris Canty, the squad is ready. The stage is set and the week is jammed. Let's start with Rain Dakota Prescott. It's been an up and down month for the Cowboys quarterback. Let's go back to the Tennessee game. A Titans team that was resting so many of its starters. But Dak turns the ball over three times a season high. He threw multiple picks for the fifth time this season. The struggles continued the following week against the Commanders. What the actual heck was this? A 37.8% completions. Threw a pick six. Seven straight games with a pick. Was it going to end in round one of the playoffs? No, it was not. Because Dak was every bit as sensational as he had been struggling. He became just the fifth player ever to throw four touchdowns and rush for another in a playoff game. Dak's performance on Monday night left him with a QBR of 96.5. That is the best by any quarterback in a road playoff game since we invented the metric in 2006, breaking a record previously held by Aaron Rodgers. And oh, by the way, we're going to get to him a little bit later too. But let's start with the operative question. Damian Woody, if we get that Dak Prescott, is this Cowboys team going to the Super Bowl? They're going to be tough to beat, Greeny. They're going to be tough to beat because the way Dak – listen, first of all, anytime an athlete talk about I don't hear the noise, that's BS. <laughs> that's BS. Don't I – don't, I, listen, as a former athlete, you hear everything, okay? Don't, Dak can't tell me that he didn't hear all the noise. What's wrong with Dak? Why he can't stop turning turn, turn the ball over? What's going on with all the interceptions? You don't think Dak Prescott didn't hear all that noise and say, you know what? I got something for Greeny, I got something for Stephen A, I got something for everybody in this game. And he went out there and showed and played his behind off. One of those people was Chris Canty. And I said this yesterday, Chris, I don't apologize for a word that we said over the last month because it was accurate. He was he is a very good player who was playing badly. Now he's a very good player who played great on Monday night. Is that good enough to get the Cowboys to the Super Bowl? Yeah, if Dak plays the way he played against the Tampa Bay Bucks, the, the Dallas Cowboys can make it a fourth quarter game against anybody remaining in the playoff field. Now, we saw him play his best game as a pro on Monday night. I think he was great with the off-schedule plays. We saw Dak scramble, which is something that he really hasn't done since the ankle injury. He had three scrambles, two of those for first downs, one for a touchdown. But the thing that stood out to me, Greeny, was how good Dak was in situational football, third downs, but particularly in the red zone. Four for four, 37 yards, and three touchdowns. If Dak Prescott can play like that, then I think you have to say you trust him more than any other quarterback in the NFC playoff field. Let's say that again. Trust him more than any other quarterback in the NFC playoff field. The AFC is loaded. The NFC, all the question marks at the QB position. What was the family group chat like after that game Monday night? <laughs> well, the noise was coming from everywhere, even from within. Like, Jerry Jones was also complaining about his turnovers. And yesterday, or not yesterday, Monday, he was in command. It looked like Peyton Manning, the way that he was operating from the pocket. He was picking this defense apart. 
It was such that it looked like he knew what the defense was doing before the defense could even do it. He was prepared for everything, and that's all about the mentality. And you pair that mentality with the accuracy that he showed uh, that on that day, that game, and with the athleticism that he broke out. They ran a damn speed option. I didn't yep. know Dak had right. it in him. They were pulling all the tricks out. It was fun. Kmart, the narrative I think is yes. such a fascinating one here because the Cowboys are always the center of so much attention. What is the narrative around the league right now on Dak and the Cowboys going to San Francisco? Well, first of all, that was the Dak everybody expected to see. That's the Dak that everybody was waiting to see. And, and a playoff game of that magnitude for him to step up um, was huge. Now, the Cowboys are a team to beat, correct? But they also are going to Santa Clara mm-hmm. to face the Fortnite. Like, I don't want to be that person that's going to rain on Dak's parade. I re- but you're rain doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's not rain on Dak's parade. Because, because I, I hate the fact that even Tom Brady, his future sort of overshadows the Dak and the Cowboys of it all. But going to Santa Clara, it's not just about Dak. Like, if Dak plays well, they have a chance to go to the Super Bowl for sure. But will that defense be able to contain Christian McCaffrey, a guy who, when you talk to people in the 49ers organization, said, we had a stacked roster. Mm-hmm. But getting CMC, that was the game changer for us. Debo Samuel, George Kittle, like that entire roster, it's not just about Dak playing well. It's about his defense, and it's about their special teams oh, coming through. No. Of course. Look, it's, it's, no one's suggesting it's going to be easy in San Francisco, but the bottom line of it is we were looking at a team that might have gotten bumped out of the playoffs in round one against a bad Tampa team, and instead the quarterback played great. And I thought Chris made an interesting point. And someone said it here yesterday. In the playoffs, we see Patrick Mahomes run a lot more. During the regular season, he holds that in abeyance because he's smart. He's not going to take a chance on getting hurt. Playoffs, you sort of let that go. Dak used his legs a lot more and a lot more effectively Monday and reminded us all how good he is at that. Man, I've been begging and pleading for I don't know how long for Dak to use his leg because it, it truly is a weapon for the Dallas Cowboys. And you saw it on Monday night. Like you said, Dominic. We saw that run the speed option. Like we like that, that to me, once I saw that, I'm like, it's game over. Like it's game over when you see stuff like that. It, because Dominique, I've been begging you uh, to talk to him and Tad about doing some more of this. <laughs> and I get it. This was a season high in rush attempts for Dak Prescott. And maybe they're smarter than I am. And yeah. you don't take a chance on that with a quarterback with injury history and whatever it is during the regular season. But now when it's a one-game season, he does that so much better than people realize. Of all people, I would think you would understand this. Because I, you're, I, I, you're you're, call, you're calling for um, Josh Allen to run less. Right. But you know when it's game time and the, the plays need to be made, you make those plays. And you think back over football history, I think we talk about the current guys and their athleticism now as if it's it's a new thing. It's not new. Like, the, the drive from John Elway was largely made up because of his athleticism, yeah. making extra things happen. It's always been an intricate, important, intricate part to quarterback play, and Dak Prescott has that ability, and as long as he has it, it's an extra weapon. Third downs, there's nothing more demoralizing as a defense is back than covering so well that there's nowhere to throw the ball and then he just scoots out for six yards. First down, ah, we doing this again. Especially against this outstanding defense that Kmart is talking about. I feel like that is a big part of the attack. There's no question about it. I mean, Dak Prescott played his best game as a pro on Monday night. He's going to have to play even better than that on on, uh, this weekend if he's going to pull off the upset in Santa Clara because he's going up against a defense that has three first-team All-Pros on three different levels of that unit. The last time we saw that greenie in the last 20 years was the San Francisco 49ers in 2012. And that team was five yards away from winning the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. So that's what he's going up against. A defense that's tops when it comes to defensive efficiency, EPA, turnover margin, and points per game. 
Dak Prescott has got a tall task ahead of him in terms of being able to peel this off and win that game. Go ahead. I mean, you read all that stuff off. Numbers. Numbers. Yeah, yeah, you read all that stuff off. What's up, Breach? Come on, Bishop. I could have sworn like a couple weeks ago, I saw Jared Stidham run through that defense. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, you can't, you don't think, I'm I'm just just being real. You don't think Dak Prescott can do the same thing? If Dak Prescott plays the way he played on Monday night, you don't think, what? Preacher, 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 can I I rebuff what you just said? How did that game end? An interception, right? Who forced that interception? Nicky Bosa, first team all pro. Like, all I'm simply saying is this defense is so disruptive, it keeps you off schedule as an offense. Dak Prescott is going to have to play above the X's and O's that Kellen Moore dials up if they're going to have a chance at being able to sustain drives. That's going to be key. Yes, but here's the encouraging thing. You talked about narrative earlier. Yeah. With Dak Prescott, over the last few weeks, he's been discussed as the liability with this Cowboys team. We saw him be the reason that they won a game. That's what you want from Josh Allen, from Joe Burrow to Patrick Mahomes. Dak, he showed that, no, I can take this team and put them over the top. And, and I said something else about the narrative. Like, for all San Francisco, hottest team in the NFC, no question people think that they're just a juggernaut. The reality is they have the softest schedule in the league. Vegas only opened them as a four-point favorite at home in a game in which they have a huge rest advantage. That's another storyline here, D. Wood, uh, that the, the San Francisco 49ers have an extra day of rest. They go Saturday to Sunday. The Cowboys, of course, have a day fewer. They go Monday to Sunday. Cindy, let's play Mike McCarthy. Here's his take on the disadvantage of rest. I think it's going to serve us well. We'll, we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll have less sleep and we'll be grumpy, so we'll be fine. TV's king. I mean, what are you going to say? It's not concerned. we got plenty of time to get ready, so we're not stressed about it at all. They're not stressed about it, but teams that are in this situation, five days rest versus seven or more days rest, are 9-24 and all-time in road playoff games. Worth pointing out, the majority of those are going to be teams that had buys, and thus they would be much higher seeded. It's not a perfect stat, but it is what it is. D. Wood, how concerned are you about the advantage the Niners have in rest? Really, I'm not concerned about all of this. Y'all want to read off numbers and stats and, and all this type of stuff. Man, let me tell you something here. Okay, we are in the postseason. This is the, the divisional round, the best week in the football. I don't give a damn about short weeks, long weeks, any type of week at this point. At this point in the season, I don't need to see my family. I don't need to see anybody. All I care about is going out here Amen. and trying to win a game and get closer to the chip. Because at the end Hallelujah. of the day, it's about the chip. It's not about one less God day. Is it's about the chip. I can deal with the consequences Absolutely. after the season. Period. Ooh, Lord. <laughs> Man, make me want to play right now. I want to fight somebody in the street for D. Wood. We are ready for the postseason. The Cowboys and the Niners. And coming up a little later this hour, we will show you some of the great historical moments between these two because they define the history of the NFL. So do the Eagles. And Jalen Hurts' shoulder might define what happens the rest of the way. His opponents might be looking to accentuate his misery. Just how big a deal is Jalen's shoulder? We've got the answer. Plus, we heard from Aaron yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear what he didn't say about returning to Green Bay? If you didn't, you're not going to believe it. It's on the way. It's Get Up on ESPN.
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. It's playoff time on Get Up, and our next stop is Philadelphia, where an ailing Jalen Hurts is preparing for the Giants as he continues to nurse a sprain to his throwing shoulder. He was asked yesterday about the possibility that the Giants defenders might target that shoulder. Here's what Jalen said. It's football. Um, you know, I, I, got a hit, I got a bounty on me every week. I go out there on the field, so um, go out there and just play my game. You know, whatever happens, happens. I wish you could have heard it. When he said the words, I've got a bounty on me every single week, both D. Wood and Chris at the same time went, yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so I'll get the information in a second. But, Chris, I just want to start with you. You're playing defensive line for the Giants this week, which, oh, by the way, once upon a time you did. Mm-hmm. And you know the other quarterback has got a shoulder. Yeah. What are we doing? You go check his oil, G. You know how when you drive in your car, you got the, the check engine light that yeah. comes on? Yeah. You got to look up under the hood? Yeah. Well, that's what the Giants pass rushers are going to do with Jalen Hurts. We're going to see just how healthy that shoulder is. And I'm not saying it's going to be anything malicious, but it is football. It's inherently violent. So if and when Jalen Hurts decides that he's going to be a runner, then you treat him like a runner. That's physical gang tackling. In the passing game, when he dropped back and he's in the pocket and you're rushing the passer, 
Hey, man, you're trying to cut him in half. Think Matt Milano on Mike oh, White. Buffalo. Mike he cracked his ribs. Table, That's yeah. what you want to do. Hit the quarterback right in the middle of the quarterback strike zone. Physical hits on Jalen Hurts. That's got to happen early and often. I'd be surprised if Wink Martindale did <gasps> That's the kind of hit you want right there. That part right there. That part right there. Sweep the leg. That's what you want to do with Jalen Hurts this weekend. That's what it is. Full disclosure, I am wearing a flak jacket on this show as a result of that hit all these weeks later. So, Kmart, let me then come to you. Because you might have seen on our screen, they listed him as a full participant in practice yesterday. When you see these injury reports come out of teams, let's make sure everyone is clear on what they're saying. They're not saying he's not hurt at all. They don't have to tell you how hurt he is. They have to tell you how much he participated in practice. So if he's a full participant in practice, should fans think that means he's fully healthy? No, they should not think that. I think we'll determine very soon in the first quarter of that game just Mm -hmm. how healthy Mm -hmm. Jalen Hurts is. Because right now, all you're going to get is what the team is saying, which is he looks ready to roll. Like, the guy's dialed in. Like, he's feeling good. He's not any more banged up than any of the other guys because, obviously, it's the second week in January, right? But the shoulder, for it to be a strong shoulder, like, this is an issue. It's, it, this is why you wanted them to have the bye. He needed rest. Uh-huh. How much will that rest help when he's got guys like Chris Canty chasing, no offense, Dominic, mm-hmm, but, no. you know, when he's got guys that big, big chasing him, like, we're going to see very soon in that game how healthy he really is. Look, I love the giant story here, but taking out of the equation who you're rooting for, you hate to see this kid not be able to be at his best in this playoff opportunity because his season has been so special. He has completely rewritten his situation in Philadelphia. But the reality is, if you listen to the whispers coming out of there, there is concern about that injury. Yeah, and to to the point that Kimberly was making, at this point in the season, we're not really practicing. So, like, I feel like I'm I'm not in my physical peak, but I could survive an NFL play off practice. So just because Jalen is, is participating in the practice does not mean that he's in great shape. But I, I do think that it's really sad because this was the last check mark that he needed because last year they were so bad in the playoffs and then he was so great all season and all we needed to see to kind of solidify the point that he is part of this next wave of future quarterbacks is do it in the playoffs. And for him to be in this situation not fully healthy is incredibly disappointing. If he can't do all the things we're accustomed oh. to him, let's, let's make sure we're Clear on what Y'all we're laughed a little about. too hard at me not being able to finish the practice. Yeah, well, <laughs> I still got a little left. <laughs> we'll see if we can't make that happen somewhere. But one way or another, D. Wood, what makes Jalen Hurts special? His improved ability to throw from the pocket this year was one of the most amazing stories in the sport. He has now become excellent at that. But what makes him an elite player in the league is all the things he can do besides that. All the athletic stuff we were talking about earlier Mm -hmm. with Dak. If they can't really call all that stuff, how much does it change their chances of beating the Giants on Saturday night? A lot. A lot. Because we saw the the last week of the season against the Giant backups when they weren't dialing up those quarterback design plays. Their offense was static. Like, it wasn't anything close to how dynamic they were, you know, when Jalen Hurts was, like, at 100%. It's a huge part of their game plan. Um, Chris would tell you, like, there's a difference in a running game when you have 10, 10 on 11, and 11 on 11. Mm-hmm. It's a numbers game. And when you don't, if you don't have that capacity to be able to do that at full strength, it's going to change the way you look on offense. Is it as simple as saying this? Like, I, I feel like I've been saying this all week long, and I don't know if, it, if I'm oversimplifying. If Jalen Hurts is at his best, as it can do all the things he usually does, the Eagles should win this game. They are the better team. Yeah. If he's not, 
then this is a toss-up, maybe even leaning the Giants' direction. Is that no, I'm not even going to go that far. I'm no. not going to take it that far. No. no. Because the Giants aren't an explosive offense. I get that they had that outburst against the Minnesota Vikings, but the Vikings' defense is trash. Yeah. Okay, the Giants finished the regular season with the fewest amount of explosive plays. That's plays over 20 yards in the entire NFL. The biggest thing that I need to see from Jalen Hurts is can he throw the football down the field with accuracy consistently? We saw the big ball that he completed in Week 18 to A.J. Brown, but he was just 2-7 of of throws beyond 10 yards from the line of scrimmage. And that's the biggest question that I have for him. Can he push the ball down the field? During the regular season, 22 touchdown passes by Jalen Hurts. Average air yards was 31 yards. All right, the highest completion percentage above expected on throws of air yards of 10 or more yards. Jalen Hurts has to be able to throw the ball down the field in order for the Eagles to win this game. If he can do that, then he doesn't have to be a focal point of the running game. Yeah, I think it's a close game if he's not healthy. If he's healthy, it's not a close game. But anything can happen at the end of a close game. And the real, yeah. um, the real issue is not as much what it does to their offense is what it does to the opposing defense. Because when you have Jalen Hurts as a running attack, there are certain things that you can't call. Right. The depth of your linebackers, you're going to be a little tighter, which makes those deep ends that we like from A.J. Brown wide open. If you're not concerned about him scrambling and running, then you can call different plays. If you're not concerned about him in the read option, then you can call different plays and that makes it a lot more uh, a lot more challenging for the Eagles offense. Can I just finish it by saying that if I've got a quarterback and his shoulders are a little banged up, the last person on earth I want to see him near is Dexter Lawrence. Yes. <laughs> the way that guy played the other night. I mean, all, he can, can, can say, wreck can this it, game. Let's say it this way though. All pro Dexter Lawrence. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. pro Dexter Lawrence. He's special. I mean, Unbelievable. you got to put him in that conversation now with the best interior defensive lineman in the sport right now. You saw the ridiculous penalty that he got the other day, but one way or another, that I don't want that guy near my banged up quarterback. Meanwhile, I've got to show you some stuff that happened last night while you were sleeping. Let's get up and go. Nikola Jokic, a historically great performance. 36 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. But get this, he shot 13 of 14 from the floor. The Nuggets are the best team in the West by far. Meanwhile, not to be outdone, Joel Embiid in Philly led the Sixers to a win over the Clippers. Embiid had 41 points and 9 rebounds as the Sixers won their third straight. But the shocker overnight came from the land down under in Melbourne. Australian Open, top seed, defending champ, Rafa Nadal, out, bounced in round one. Or excuse me, round two, I should say, in straight sets to American Mackie McDonald, one of the truly stunning early exits that you will see in tennis at any time in recent memory. And the first major of the year rolls on down under. Our second round continues uh, on 7 Eastern tonight on ESPN Plus and then continues on ESPN 2 at 9 Eastern. You will see Novak Djokovic, among others. And a reminder, every match can also be seen live on ESPN Plus. All right, coming up, you're not going to believe this. Aaron Rodgers. And our buddy Pat McAfee yesterday, you'll hear what Rogers said and why it is about to be a bumpy ride in Green Bay. Don't miss it. Next, get up on ESPN. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, or you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await 
you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals. That's dell.com slash deals. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We are back on Get Up, and when the Cowboys and Niners meet this weekend, it'll be a renewal of one of the genuinely great rivalries in the history of American sports. Let's go back in time. In fact, our first stop isn't all that far back. It's just last year's postseason. And if you're a fan of the Cowboys, avert your eyes and cover your ears. To the 25 and slides. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Did he spike it in time? Didn't get it spiked in time. That's the end of the game. Oh, wow. There you go. It's still painfully said. It's still painful to watch now. Meanwhile, let's go back. Let's go back to the 94 NFC Championship. The Cowboys were two-time defending Super Bowl champs. Steve Young finally emerged, Dominique, from the shadow of Joe Montana. I remember this game quite well. My best friend was a Cowboys fan, so you know what that made me? A 49 fan. <laughs> we were so happy that they pulled it off. And also, side note, these 94 49ers jerseys might be the best jerseys in NFL. Five. Two weeks great. later, Steve Young would get that monkey off his back once and for all. Now, D. Wood, let's go to 2000 when T.O. disrespected the star. See, this is my type of energy. <laughs> <laughs> energy that I'm on right there with T.O. in the middle of the star showing off right there. But you, hey, yeah, that, you George, that, that George T. play, yeah. that's my kind of energy. You ain't going to come into my house and disrespect me, D. Wood. I'm sorry, Bishop. I can't let you get away with that. In the end, T.O.'s team would get the last laugh. They would win that game. Now we go to the 92 NFC Championship. This is when the Jimmy Johnson Cowboys became the Jimmy Johnson Cowboys, led by now our own Troy Aikman. This, this game was phenomenal, but really just hearing Jimmy Johnson say, how about them Cowboys? That, like, just to hear you replicate it, it lives on. I oh, you're going to hear it. That was Alvin Harper that set up this. Kelvin Martin, the touchdown. They get to the Super Bowl for the first time since 78. And here's Jimmy. How about them Cowboys? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing better. And then finally, the top moment, not only of this rivalry, but maybe any rivalry, one of the great moments Montana in football history. Right, looking toward the end zone, throwing under pressure, throws his pass, caught by Clark. Clark got a touchdown. Clark, Clark has it. It's a touchdown for the 49ers. If you don't know why pro football has become practically a religion in this country, you could take it directly back to that yep. play. Yep. That pass, Joe Montana to Dwight Clark, it's now known as the catch, one of the most famous plays in football history, as one who was old enough to remember watching it live. That absolutely changed football in so many ways. It was the birth 
of the era of Montana and Walsh and these legendary 49er teams, it changed everything. That I, I'm not old enough to remember it. I mean, that's emphasized by the fact that the receivers are in three-point stances. But <laughs> I saw that highlight so many times growing up that it's a part of my memory of, like, football also. It's, it's a lot like the immaculate reception. These are big moments in the history of football that we all know or should know and remember. It 100% belongs with the immaculate reception and any other play in the history of the sport. We'll see if this weekend's game gives us any memories like those. In the meantime, in Green Bay, it may be time to say thanks for the memories to Aaron Rodgers. For the third straight year, Rodgers and the Packers saw their season come to a disappointing end at Lambeau Field, this time, of course, in the regular season finale against Detroit. All right, now listen to this and get your popcorn ready. With McAfee yesterday, Rodgers on his future. Do I still think I can play? Of course. Of course. Can I play at a high level? Yeah. The highest. I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Um, right situation? Is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. Um, but I don't think you should shut down any you know, opportunity. God bless you, Pat McAfee. <laughs> what can I tell you? So there's Aaron Rodgers. You just heard it. He thinks he can still be the MVP. He's not sure Green Bay is the right place for it. Kimberly Martin, I need an interpretation. I know we've spent weeks laughing. This isn't funny anymore. Because when I listened to that, and when I watched that interview and I listened to his words, I just kept thinking, man, like, he literally has the Packers, like, like he's holding these guys hostage. Like, literally, every time he switches, he switches up. He's like the king of saying... It's 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 not you. It's me. It's me. It's you. You know. It's like I feel like I feel like at every turn where there's an opportunity to say, you know what, this season didn't go the way we expected. I could have been better in these areas. It's well, I don't know. Can I play at a high level? Yeah, I can. Should I? Do I want to be there? I don't know. I'll see. You know, it, it it really is. He's like the ultimate gaslighter, and I find it somewhat triggering. I find it somewhat triggering. <laughs> because it's like, bro, at some point, it can't, the organization gave you what you wanted. They were ready to move on. And then they said, no, wait, we love you. Here's all this money. And now you're like, well, I got to make sure this isn't a rebuild. Are you going to resign all these guys? Because if not, I'm not going to be here. I don't know. I'm, I'm on Team Rogers. Of course you are. Of like, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is maybe it's uncomfortable to hear him saying this stuff publicly, but this is what happens to all players in the league, particularly quarterbacks. And quarterbacks often get the feeling that they're above everybody else until they find out they aren't. Like uh, Peyton Manning thought that the – Colts loved him until his back got hurt. Right. Drew Brees thought that the Chargers loved him until his shoulder got hurt. Aaron Rodgers thought that the Packers loved him until they drafted a damn quarterback. So the fact that he's saying this, maybe that makes you uncomfortable, but he knows that they don't care about him, and he knows that he has his, this power right now, and he's going to use it. And if you, you listen to the whole clip, he's using that power to get his boys paid. Yes. He's like, alright, maybe I'll come back, but you know what I would like to come back to is a team that has Randall Cobb, Bakhtiari, and he still goes down the list Mercedes of Mercedes Lewis. Lewis. One of the best so blue guys. I, I am not going to come down on Aaron Rodgers for but doing this because he watching his boys back and he treat year. and he treating them the same way they treat him. It's day to day, week to week. Maybe I'll leave. Let's face Aaron. it though, that team with those guys was just good enough to be eighth best in an NFC where you only take seven teams in the playoffs. Chris. Yeah, this is the part I don't understand. How you going to get all of those guys paid when you're getting sixty this million in cash saying. next year? That's the part that doesn't make sense. And if we're looking at it on the field, Aaron Rodgers is past the point where we are calling him a force multiplier consistently all 17 regular season games. Maybe he can have flashes, 
But I don't see the same guy that won back-to-back MVPs a couple of years ago. He's not that same player. We're talking about having everything be right around Aaron Rodgers in order for him to have success at the highest level. To me, that's not a quarterback that's making $50 million a year or a guy that's in line to make $60 million next year. That's why I think the Packers should rip the Band-Aid off, move off of Aaron Rodgers, get what you can get, and transition to Jordan Love. You started this process three years ago, you might as well see it through to the end because if you're paying a guy $60 million, you expect to be right. competing okay, for Super Bowl, not, on not only outside looking far. into the playoffs. Not going Look, that far. I, I'm not a body language expert. <laughs> but I, I think D. Wood disagrees. Uh, D. Wood, what do you think? It's the size, it is you the deep what, size that it's, gets it's, me. It's, you know, when someone is on that, on that next level energy, <laughs> Sometimes they don't know when to like, like back <laughs> off of it a little bit. Like I was in, I was in, and then you was like, no, they just need to rip the band-aid off oh, and just God. go to the site. Really? Like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? Like, I understand Aaron Rodgers didn't have the best of years this year. But can we can we say like there's been like certain situations as to why maybe he didn't have the best of years? Maybe because his rookie receivers, like they only had a limited amount of snaps together on offense. The offensive line was it was injured. The defense wasn't playing up to snuff yeah. until towards the end of the year. Like there are a lot of factors as to why Aaron Rodgers didn't play, didn't have an MVP type year. Bishop, how about how about this? Bishop versus how about him being forty years old? How about that, Bishop? What about that part? Father Time is undefeated. And this ain't a guy that's committed in the offseason like Tom Brady or some of the other quarterbacks that have been able to have success in their latter years. This ain't that same dude. So let's stop assigning that same level of productivity into your 40s that we've seen from Tom he Brady. He was the MVP a couple years ago. Last time we doubted. Tom Brady won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Last time we doubted Aaron Rodgers and they went and drafted a quarterback. He came back and took over the league and went back to back MVPs. He still got it in him and stopped counting his money. The cap in general is over $200 million. They can pay everybody. Well, it it is a sunken cost one way or the other. They're paying it whether they want to or not. The question isn't whether he's worth it. The question is whether they're better off with him or without him. And you didn't even mention, D. Wood, I think the biggest factor in his season, which is I think he played with a broken thumb most of the year. I think in that game against the Giants, which I think was in London, it Mm -hmm. feels like a year ago now, he broke the thumb, and I don't think his hand was right the whole rest of the year. So it does beget the question, Mm. Chris. He said in that interview, we heard him, do I think I can still play at a high level? The highest. I can be the MVP again. Do you believe he can still be that? No, I don't think he can be an MVP. Do I think he can compete for a championship? Sure, if it's the right situation. But that situation ain't in Green Bay. So should he be looking for a new situation? Absolutely. He, absolutely. Who he should, should be absolutely. there? Should the New I mean, York Jets be on the phone with them Listen, right now? depending on what happens this weekend, the San Francisco 49ers, the New Orleans Saints, the Washington Commanders, the Tennessee Titans, the New York Jets, all of those teams seem like they could be possibilities. Now, I'm not saying I can envision Aaron Rodgers making that decision, but I think there are other places that are closer to competing at a high level than the Green Bay Packers. Not going to lie to you, you lost me at Jets. Jets or you had me at Jets. You had me at Jets. I blacked out when you said that. Aaron, please, I'm begging you. Ring McAfee, do whatever you want. We need you so badly. What uh. does it, Should Aaron Rodgers be thinking about playing for another team at this stage of his life and this stage of his career? By the way, it is almost exactly what Tom Brady did. Man, the grass is not always green on the other side. Like, like we, why, like, like, here's the thing. Like, the Green Bay Packers were, like, just a, a minute ago, went back to back 13 and three, hosting, mm-hmm. hosting, you know, number one yeah. seat, hosting play. 
Do we really think the Green Bay Packers fell off that fa- fell off that bad? Yeah. I mean, do we yeah. do we really? Yeah. Think, no, yeah. no, yeah. I think no. They I think no. they missed the window with this. No, team. I, yeah. I, no, I don't think the Green yeah. Bay Packers have fell off that bad. I think Aaron Rodgers needs to comp- needs to rewind this thing back. Come on back because the money dictates it anyway. Yeah. We sitting here arguing about you know semantics. The man's getting. I don't know what, like $40, 50000000 million? No, almost 60, 60, 60. 60 million dollars yes. in cash. <laughs> we out. We out. This man got $60 million, and we done had a whole segment talking about Aaron Rodgers going somewhere else when he getting $60 million from Green Bay. All right, all right preacher. Tabernacle. All right. <laughs> the tabernacle of D. Wood is, is on fire. Yes. Should he, he, he where should, should he play next year? He should play in Green Bay. Yeah. I understand not counting his money. The issue is, yes, he should try to get these guys paid, but this indecisiveness and in dragging this out cost him his best receiver last offseason. So now he's bringing up, hey, all these guys should be paid. You make a decision. This is what frustrates me. Make a decision so your team can then start putting in pieces and your teammates can decide, okay, is this where I want to be or do I need to go else? Does anyone think that him retiring is even on the table? No. 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 Said, no. Can I play at a high no. level? $60 million? No. Of course. No, 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 no. I think that's right. For whatever it's worth, there's an, a very lengthy interview with him in this month's edition of Men's Health Magazine. If you read that, you will know more than you ever have before. <laughs> what a different dude Aaron Rodgers is. Right? When you talk about how Tom Brady spends his offseason, uh, I can tell you what three syllables are not in Tom Brady's offseason. Ayahuasca. <laughs> it is all over this interview. So Rodgers, he's going to do what he's going to do. And I don't think anyone's going to tell him otherwise. But I will tell you this right now. He can stay at my house if he wants to come play for the Jets. Last point about this, that roster bonus that he's due, $58 million, the Packers have until week one of the regular season to exercise that. They could move him and pawn that off on somebody else if they wanted to. That, they can't trade him, I think, till June 1st. Graziano yeah. was explaining all this to me. So this is one. If he's going to wind up somewhere else, it's going to take a while. Yeah. Oh, Meanwhile, yesterday on this show, the question was about a different star quarterback, Lamar Jackson. What more does he need to do for the Ravens to give him the deal that he wants? The question is, is his time in Baltimore over? We'll answer it next. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
In one of the busiest football weeks of the year, the next stop is Baltimore, where the relationship between Lamar Jackson and the Ravens appears to be at a crossroads. You know that he didn't travel with the team uh, after suffering a knee injury on December 4th and then missed the playoff game this past weekend. Yesterday, here on Get Up, Marcus Spears said he believes an exit from Baltimore may be next. It feels like a divorce. It feels like a rift. Now, we've seen people come back from this, but here's the thing, man. If Lamar Jackson walks in your office, and he asked for $230 million guaranteed. Put the tape in the VCR. Can I, can I give an extra 10? Yeah. Put the tape in the VCR. So we're still using VCRs at Marcus's house. It's an interesting development. But that said, I, I think Marcus is, is speaking aloud something that is feels like it's coming to fruition, which is that the seemingly impossible right. may be about to happen, that this contract situation will get so bad, Kmart, that Lamar Jackson does wind up on another team next year. When you talk to people around the league, what do they expect? Everybody is just as surprised as us. Is a divorce inevitable? When I ask them that, they'll say, it's not inevitable. Like, this can still be worked out. But you got to be lying if you don't think that, that there's, where there's smoke, they're, you're yeah. going to have teams that are calling up the Ravens like, hey, what's going on here? The Ra because that, and that to me is what's so insane, that you have a generational type quarterback in Lamar and people around the league are saying, I don't think they should let him go at, by any means. But it would not shock me if, if, if somehow he ends up on another team. Would it shock you, Chris Canty, if he winds up on another team next year? Hell yeah, it would shock me. It would because shock Because you're talking about an MVP quarterback and a guy, since he's arrived, that's allowed your team to be in the playoffs four of the five years he's been the starter. You don't let go of guys like that. And I don't know how they repair the relationship outside of making Lamar Jackson the highest paid player in NFL history with the highest guarantee in NFL history. Greeny, there are very few things that fresh cash can't fix. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of the situation with the Yankees and their negotiations with Aaron Judge. Mm -hmm. They lowballed him before the season. He put together an MVP year. Then they went out and paid him $360 million. In Lamar's case, the Baltimore Ravens were reminded about how good he was by not having their MVP on the field. The reality is that they built this team around him, and if they don't have him, then all of a sudden they're relegated to a rebuild status. What do you think? Yeah, the last time we had a situation like this, it was Dak Prescott, but we never really rem – no one ever realistically thought Dak was going to go anywhere else. But the reason why this is slightly different is because what Lamar is asking for is something that fundamentally goes against what the league has kind of yes. stood for in a long time. That doesn't mean he's not right. So if you get on both sides. To be clear, what you're talking yeah. about is fully guaranteed contracts. Right. This is as much a political battle right. over the, the league's and the owner's hesitancy to give fully guaranteed contracts as it is anything else. Exactly. And so like that's the only reason why I think it's a possibility. If it was just about the how high the salary was going to be or how high the guarantees were going to be, I would say, yeah, this will get figured out eventually. They'll franchise tag him, then they'll pay him the number. But if a matter of principle, they just, and Steve Bashadi has said this in so many words, they decide that they will not continue the precedent that was set by um, Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns in Lamar, it's like, no, as a matter of principle, I deserve that, then this, there's no way to solve this problem other than sending him to somebody who will pay him, and there are people 
There are teams who will Greeny. definitely. But here's the thing, Bill. Dom. If you know that there are teams that are going to pay him the contract that he wants with the guarantees That's, that he wants, then why, why wouldn't would you no, do it? Because I, I believe, and this is just speculation, that it has something to do with going back into those owners' meetings. All of the owners were furious yep. at the Cleveland Browns for doing that. Steve Bashotti does not want to go back into that meeting after probably talking with all the owners and being so upset and say, oh, well, I, I guess I did it so, too. So, now it's on you. So he's going to let go of an MVP quarterback. I'm not saying because it's he doesn't want to be the owner that the other owners are mad at when another owner around the league is willing to do the same thing for Lamar I'm Jackson. I'm not saying it's smart. Or okay. are there legitimate concerns about Lamar Jackson? I'm asking a question. I'm not making a statement. I'm dying for the Jets to get Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Let me put that out there. But are there? Would you have question marks as an ownership group about giving a fully guaranteed contract to a player who plays the style he does and has had injury problems end his season back-to-back years? No. No, not at all. If, it, if Lamar Jackson gives me one Super Bowl, I won. Me too. I won. Mm-hmm. Just like we talked about with the Los Angeles Rams, mortgaging their, their, all those picks, <laughs> exactly. and, and, and they won a chip. You don't think that's, that, that was worth it? That wasn't worth it? And, for the, and Matt Stafford doesn't play like Lamar Jackson, but right. he was hurt this season. Right. So for me, it's, it's like, I'm going to just use New York Jets. Go. If the New York Jets be like, <laughs> if Woody Johnson said, look, this guy gives us the best opportunity to go win a Super Bowl. I'm pushing all of my chips in, in the building because we haven't had any type of quarterback anywhere near as dynamic right. as, as a Lamar Jackson. I will walk over to wherever Woody is at and be like, Let's, I will drive you there wherever you got to go to make this deal happen. Okay, make this thing happen because it's rare that you get a 26-year-old former MVP in this league that's one of the winningest quarterbacks that we have in the National Football League. Guaranteed quarter, guaranteed contract? That be damn. I'm trying get, to win and win a chip. Scrambling. He didn't get hurt scrambling. He was That's correct. Let, let me correct one thing you said. It's not rare. It's never happened before. It's <laughs> unprecedented. A player at this age and yeah. this stature to potentially become I, available. Yeah. It's never happened before. I, I, it, it just this whole thing like bothers me. It like yes. it, it bothers it me. Okay. It bo- it really bothers me. I need Kmart to explain the relationship here, okay? Because the one thing I keep coming back to mm-hmm. is that John Harbaugh, who is an experienced veteran coach, you guys both know him well, had every opportunity to shut down all of the noise on this. Mm-hmm. He has had weeks of opportunity to say, Lamar is too hurt to play, guys. Mm-hmm. There's no story here. His teammates say he's limping around the facility, yeah. all that kind of stuff. He's tweeting out the details of his injury. I don't think John Harbaugh buys that because he could have shut this down if he wanted to. So what does this tell us about the relationship between Lamar and the Ravens? That it's frayed because, like you said, John Harbaugh, since Lamar has been there, has been vocal, one of the most vocal people. I love Lamar. Lamar's great. Like, me and Lamar in lockstep. Lamar, you want to go for it? Yeah, coach. All right, we're going for it. That trust and that bond has been there, and he's always been vocal about it. Right now, the fact that Lamar is on Instagram posting cryptic messages as though he is somebody in a relationship who feels like he's being taken advantage of and mm. feels like he's being taken for granted. Like, And the minute you put out, I'm going to tell you right now, the minute you put out <laughs> that there's trouble at home, those dudes are going to be crawling out of the woodworks like, oh, what's going on? You good? What's up, Mike? You good? Like, that, that is life. That's the relationship part of it. So Lamar making it seem like, yeah, there's some friction here. 
and the Ravens not giving him the money. Watch, if Lamar, he's a millennial, so he's not Gen Zer, so he's not going to have Facebook. But if he was on Facebook, he would have put, it's complicated. And that's how you know <laughs> there's a problem. So that relationship, the Harbaugh of it all, it continues to fascinate me. What does it tell us and what do you think it leads to? Well, here's the thing. I don't think Harb's comments are necessarily directed at Lamar. Yep. I think they're directed at Eric DaCosta because Boom. he created this situation huh. when he didn't pay Lamar after that 2020 season when Lamar win. was eligible for it. The guy won an MVP in year two. He won a road playoff game in year three. Pay the dude. You're not in this situation if you get to market with your quarterback before Dak Prescott or before Deshaun Watson. So this is a situation of the Ravens' own making, the bed that Eric DaCosta made. Now he's got to lay in it. I will say this. Eric DaCosta's a good GM. He ain't no Ozzy. Yeah. I mean, I, I, would, I, I don't know how many times this has to happen before teams start to learn. If you have a quarterback within the three years and you know that yeah. you got him, immediately lock them down. It never gets cheaper. It never gets easier. It never gets better. Ask and as for the about that in Buffalo <laughs> and Josh. I Allen. mean, put a ring on it. Yeah. Like what you messing around for? And as as, as, as and he'll it, put a ring on it for you. <laughs> as it pertains, he will. Boom. As it pertains to like being uncomfortable about committing to a player like Lamar. Like I get it. It's uncomfortable to commit that amount of money to anybody, but it's a risky game. And at some point, you're going to have to take that risk. Yes, he could get hurt tomorrow as soon as you sign a contract and you won't win a Super Bowl. He could also take you to win a Super Bowl. But if you don't sign him, you know what you're doing? You're back into the desert that you've been in since the franchise has been there, where you were just just so thirsty. And Joe (laughs) Joe Flacco gave you a little sip of water for for two months. He gave you a little sip of water, and you gave him all the money. Lamar gave you an MVP. Slide it, 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 is, it is the franchise that made Joe Flacco <laughs> the highest paid player in the NFL. Are we okay? Are we okay, dude? <laughs> Brandon, I might need Say, that. I might need my water jug. <laughs> now, now I'm thirsty. All right. We have it going on today. We're going back to the playoffs coming up next. We'll tell you what we saw from Dak Prescott on Monday night that has everybody excited. And we'll tell you if we see it again. Will we wind up with the Cowboys in the Super Bowl? That's next. This is Get Up on ESPN.